Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Your Teach On podcast. We are so excited that you are with us for another episode, and we are just really excited to talk about something that Wade is very passionate about today. We yeah, were actually good stuff. So this is not the episode that we had planned, and I came down to talk to Wade about what we were going to chat about mm-hmm. on the podcast today, and he said, "No, no, I have been completely inspired." I mean, I am. 100% ready to go. And so I said, you know what? If you are inspired and then this has inspired you, then this is what we're going to chat about today because perhaps it could be something mm-hmm. that inspires you all out there as you are spending time in the classrooms all day, every day. And yeah. so what does that time look like for you? I'm going to do yeah. something that I rarely do, which is pass it off to oh, Wade. And don't Wade do that. is going to take the oh, lead man. of the Get Your Teach On podcast today. Wade no. King, everybody. Yeah, if, if you're listening, you you are so welcome that I am hosting this today. I mean, no, not really. But yeah, it was, uh, I get, social media can be good, but it can be very bad too. So you have to kind of pick and choose what you look at, right, Hope? That's right, Wade. All right, yes. See, look, there, there's an agreeance already. <laughs> <laughs> Chase is over there laughing at at me, but that's fine. One thing that I saw on Instagram uh, was, well, I, I've started following Deion Sanders, which a lot of people have because he is the head football coach at Jackson State, and he's doing a fantastic job just reinventing uh, what it looks like to be a player coach, but then also, more than that, just be a inspirational leader. He he walks the walk, but he talks the talk too. And and one thing that he does, he has like a motivational Monday to where he'll he'll drop just these crazy inspirational thoughts that he has. And then he follows it up with some type of analogy. And today I kind of caught up because Sports Center we shared something that he put out there and it was talking about practicing. Like yeah. not like Allen Iverson, like if anyone knows about that, do you know about that? I hope I don't. And I mean, I'm like very. Cons- if you are not a sports fan, hang tight because I hang feel tight. like it's you've coming. already like. Okay, hold on. I'm not a sports fan. This is not for me. This does not apply. Let's move on. Yeah, that's why I, I needed your, your input there because I was like, I'm sure that these, th- this is not a sports podcast. This is not a sports podcast. Well, I do know that I had a pair of his shoes when I played basketball. Oh, that was looky it. there. Yeah, that's all I know well, about him. Well, Allen Iverson used to talk about practice. I don't need to go to practice. Well, De- Dion's. This is not what. Alan Iverson was talking about. Deion Sanders had uh, was talking about what is your purpose for practicing? So he was talking to his players and substitute family members, substitute colleagues, whatever. Uh, players isn't really um, the, the the whole point here. It's just people in general. He was talking about why do we practice? Why do athletes go through this practice just to practice? What's your purpose for practicing? And he was talking about how. Um, during practice, they 
people just look for the next period or the next time that's done, or they're trying, if they're working with someone else, they try to motivate them to, oh, let's just take it easy today. And so they make those deals to go easy and just to get through it. You're practicing just to get through whatever you're going through at at that moment in that season during that day. And I was like, man, that's crazy. And then he followed it up to say, when I practiced, I practiced to be great. I practiced to be great in athletics, in my life, as a husband, as a father, as an employee, as an employer. Every moment in my life is an opportunity to practice, to practice to be great and to be good. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's easier said than done, but that makes perfect sense. And it gives you the vulnerability to kind of mess up and to grow from that. Wow. Well, yeah. That was a, a solid intro. Like, I don't even think we need to play the clip anymore because I'm pretty sure that you just told everybody everything that he said. No, he says it so much better. <laughs> he does. No, oh, no, nothing is you, Wade. But yeah, I also listened to the clip because uh, Wade posted it on his Instagram and some of you may have seen it on his Instagram too. For me, it was same as you. I was like, okay, what is Wade? Because ha- Wade has me listen to literally the, the most random ridiculous stuff. And half the time, most of the time when he brings me his phone or he, because he knows I'm not going to look at it on my own phone. So he'll bring me his phone and he'll be, just watch, just watch this. Makes Today me so mad was, when she won't watch. <laughs> Today Because I know it'll make wait, her life better. Wait, wait, wait. Today it was uh, Lightyear. Lightyear. It was Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear's Buzz trailer. Lightyear. It not, was, have you seen this, Chase? I promise we're not getting Chase off Chase has not seen it. Mm, I promise we're not getting off topic. So good. But he brought light, and I'm like, I'm sitting here literally trying to do the whole schedule for the Vegas conference coming up, and I have to get this out, and I have to get this sent over, sent over to our team. And here I am with, like, sticky notes everywhere, and I'm, I'm, like, focused, and he's like, hope you got to stop everything. This is what Wade does when he sees something. You got to have a, you got to have some joy in your <laughs> life. This is what Wade does whenever he sees anything that is, like, either inspirational him or a mate are so cool. He literally makes me stop everything. And I'm like, I'm like, uh-huh, wait, yeah. Shove uh-huh, it in her face. Uh-huh. And I keep doing my, he's like, no, no, you set everything down. You have to watch. Like, this is how Wade acts with me. I brought and my so whole laptop over, I He think. did. He brought his whole laptop over. So I had to watch the whole light. And he and he will not let me, like, even watch 30 seconds of it and then say, wow, that was so cool. And move on with my life. Like, he makes he's me gotta watch wait for the, the entire thing. So y'all, typically when Wade is bringing me something to watch, I'm like, oh God, here we go again. What is this one going to be about? And I try to act so enthusiastic Mm -hmm. because obviously it was meaningful to him. But, okay. So he was like, did you see that thing that I posted on Instagram about um, Deion Sanders? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? And I was like, no, Wade, I didn't watch it. He's like, no, really, really, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And so anyways, I reluctantly went to watch this because Wade always has me watch stuff, but just extremely powerful message in so many things. And so mm-hmm. the first thing we're going to do is play the clip. And then um, we're going to talk a little bit about what is this like for us as a teacher, but not just as a teacher. We talk so much on this podcast about being more than a teacher. And I love, I think the part that hit me the most is it wasn't just like, hey, you can only be great at one thing. So choose what you're going to be great at. Right. And, and he was great. <laughs> He played professional baseball for Atlanta, went to the World Series. He he was wide receiver for the Falcons and Dallas Cowboys. Like, come on now. So it shows that you can be great mm-hmm. at more than one thing. But we often talk about, too, that the details are in the pr- practice. Like, right. that's what the details, that's when we learn the details. That's when we become great mm-hmm. is in the practice. So anyways, we're going to play this clip for you. And then we're going to chat a little bit about it. But we want you to think about... What is this? Is this something that's inspirational to you? What does it mean to you? How could you apply it to your own life? So check it out. We practice the practice right now. That's what's wrong with most of our athletes today. We don't practice to be great. 
We don't practice to be dominant. We practice to practice. What do you mean by that, Prime? I'm glad you asked. We practice counting the number of periods. We practice understanding how much time we got left. We practice just to get through practice. We couldn't deals in practice. You go soft, I go soft. We don't practice to be dumb. When I ask you, what was your purpose of practice? You ain't got no answer for me. I'm gonna ask you, what is your purpose of practice? I don't care if you practice at work. I don't care if you practice with your relationship. I don't care if you practice in any endeavor you choose to do. What is your purpose for practice? I practiced to be the best ever. So every time I walked on that field, I had a purpose for my practice. True. There it is. <laughs> and <laughs> mic drop. There right. we go. Several things, and we can each talk about like our takeaways and, mm-hmm. and what it meant to us. And we want for you guys, we would love for you guys to share your takeaways with us, whether you tag us on social media or you send us a direct DM or a direct message or whatever. But for me, man, personally for myself, like I'm like, it motivates me just in, again, regardless of what I'm doing, really every situation in life, everything that we're doing is preparing for something. It is all practice for something, whether I'm practicing, you know, being a a good mom or I'm practicing in my relationships or I'm practicing friendships or I'm practicing being an educator or whatever it is that I'm practicing, you know, prioritizing my health, whatever it is, really Every single second of life is a practice for something. It is. And mm-hmm. I definitely could, you know, instantly be inspired, motivated as a human being. But one of the things that I that spoke to me the most about that is, you know, in classrooms right now, as educators, as teachers, mm-hmm. when he talked about that, um, oh gosh, it was specifically about the periods. We when you're when you're wait, practicing for the next period or looking for the next period to be done. Right. And you're or practicing how much time you have left right. or you're mm-hmm. just, you know, there to Getting be through. there. Mm-hmm. And surviving. And surviving. Mm-hmm. And right now in education, I know that we've talked a lot about the fact that so many educators are saying that they are struggling with, you know, discipline in the classroom, mm-hmm. classroom management, behavior, lack of student engagement. And so much of that I feel like is because right now in education with all of the challenges and everything that People have, you know, humanity's been facing as well as students that more times than not, students are showing up to school Mm -hmm. just to show up because they have to. Mm -hmm. They're practicing to practice. And so what does this look like in terms of our role as educators to help our students see and realize that coming to school is more than just practicing to practice. It's more than just showing up to show up. And, you know, we've talked a lot about what we tie our students to in education. And we talked about how, you know, I do feel like in the past that standards and assessments Mm -hmm, and those things have been what we tie them to and Mm -hmm. why that is not going to motivate them, why that is not going to be the reason that they're going to show up and get excited about learning. And right now we need kids excited about learning because there are a lot of obstacles to overcome. There are a lot of obstacles that we are facing in education together, collectively, right? But now... I feel like we have attached students to these to, to learning gaps. This has all of a sudden become the new. There's they're so far behind. Kids are months and months behind. We've right. got so much catching mm-hmm. up to do. How are we ever going to get them caught up? And I feel like this is what we're starting to attach students to, and that is indirectly the standards and the assessments, right? But 
then we're scratching our heads wondering why they're not excited to come to school. Well, if all you're ever told is that there's learning gaps and we've got to get you caught up and and these standards and these assessments and I've got to teach you this and we've got to get through this and we're not getting through our content fast enough, how are they ever, no wonder they're practicing just to practice. Yeah, it's that's, whether you like it or not, is if you're saying that or if that's your motivation as, a, as an educator, and that's what you are also communicating to your students. Um, and that's not a good purpose. Right. Imagine if you were a kid and that's all your teacher was worried about, all your teacher was stressing about, talking about, you would not be motivated. And listen, and that I'm not is even not talking a good purpose. about if this is what you're saying to your kids. No, right. Actions speak louder exactly. than words. That's, and if the this, kids kids can feel it. Right. And if this is what we're harboring as educators is this stress over these learning gaps. But I want to point out there is a difference to me between pressure from higher ups and stress for ourselves. Because again, right. that's something that we can choose to separate out, right? But the things that we don't say, that's what is a lot of times pressed onto our students, pushed off into our students, are our actions, our attitudes, are the way that we show up. And I feel like as teachers, because we are putting so much pressure, there's so much talk about this pressure of these learning gaps and getting students caught up and, oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get them caught up? That's what teachers are wearing and that's who they're becoming. And teachers are stressing out, which is then causing students, you know, I feel like them both teachers in the situation, teachers and students are practicing just to practice, right? Yeah. Because if we're just trying to serve a learning gap, as an educator, we're practicing just to practice. We're going through the motions to try to get them yeah. where it is that we want them to go. Yeah, I, I want everybody to just kind of think about where you are currently in your life, like how old you are, think about the past 10 years and think about the past 15 years and think about your whole life. Think, think as far back as you can. That whole life up until this point has been practice. It's been practice for living in the moment for today. And I think, and this is what you talk often about hope recently, especially recently, is um, how when we, that graphic that I think we've all seen on Instagram yes. to where like a, a third grader has, uh, has never experienced a traditional school. It's and looking at the last time that kids had a normal school year. Uh, a quotation, normal school year. And so if you think about that, it's one of those things to where fast forwarding right into the present moment. I, I truly believe that the reason why we're focusing on the gaps is because we have a mentality of looking at far the at the past, yeah. it, it, what has traditionally That's happened. Right. This is not traditionally what's happened. And as an educator, you take on a new identity, a new role, a new purpose every single year. And so all this practice that you've had in your childhood, growing up, going through college, all those classes that you've taken or taught or experience or those life experiences is prepared you for what's in the present. And I think as educators and as people, not even as educators, as people in your home life and whatever it is, this is where we are right now. And if we keep thinking about what used to be, we can never press forward. There are, we have gaps every year. That's not new in education. There are always gaps. And so it's, it's about teaching it. And I know I'm kind of getting on a soapbox, but and it's hard, I know, when you get into the rut and you're tired and you're exhausted, but I promise you, if you're able to look more in the present and what you've been dealt right now, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of digest it and tackle it. But no, you are so right. And we have talked a lot about that graphic. And I do feel like that graphic, you know, does two things. It, it shows teachers that, number one, give yourself grace because we are starting 
almost over. Like it is, it is a different, what that is showing is that a shift in time. It is a different time and place than we were in pre-pandemic, right? But the second thing, how long are we going to live in the what was? Mm-hmm. How long are we going to live in that this is what kind of teacher I could be three years ago? How long are we going to live in that this is what a typical kindergartner should be, right? This is what a typical third grader or fifth grader should be. Again, what Wade always talks about is a lot of times we have to be very intentional and very careful that we're not educating kids for our past, mm-hmm. but for their future. Mm-hmm. If you think about a kindergarten mm-hmm. or a first grader or a second grader, they have never had what we call, what we call, we call a traditional school year. This is their traditional school year. But for them, this is, a norm, right. this is the mm-hmm. only normal they ever That's know. That's all they know. And so we're not allowing them to have their normal. We're not allowing them to have their present moment. We're almost trying to push them back into, no, 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 no. I want to give you education of what it was, right? not of what it is. And I think that this is where the misery so much is coming for a lot of educators and why a lot of educators are sharing with me and talking about it on social media are wanting to leave the profession is because, again, if I am constantly in my mind living in who I was, mm-hmm. I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. If I'm look, looking at, wait, now we're just doing a workout today. I'm just going to use this as an, as an example because this honestly can fit into any area of your life. Educator, human mm-hmm. being, wife, uh, wife, spouse, parent, I don't care. If I, we were doing a workout today and I'm trying to get myself back in a space where I feel healthy because I'm just being honest, I do not feel healthy. For me, that is what working out is about, for me to feel physically and mentally healthy. But my goodness, if I lived in what was and what kind of shape I was in and what kind of, you know, how I felt, for example, when we got married or even, you know, pre-Maverick or even Or when you competed in college. Or when I competed in college. Come on. I mean, I won't (laughs) ever compare myself to high school or college because I know better. But I'm just saying, like, in my adult life, if I was comparing, I would constantly be miserable if I kept thinking, Mm -hmm. why can't I be that person? Why can't I feel like that again? I'm 10 years older. I'm 15 years older. I'm that's never going to be me again. Mm. And if I'm constantly trying to live in that mindset, that mentality of something that I'm never going to be again necessarily. Now I could be just as healthy, mm-hmm. but it would look different. Mm-hmm. I could feel just as good, but it's going to look different. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to really apply is those life situations to now in education. I you are still an incredible teacher. Listen, you are still an incredible teacher. It looks different, and that's okay, right? Your kids are still incredible students, but they are showing up differently. They're looking differently. Guess what? It's not three years ago. Right. It's not three years ago, and it's never going to be three years ago. And I think that's the hardest thing for us is we're trying to live in the what once was because usually that shift happens over time. Whereas we were thrown into this all of a sudden time swap, I feel like, where we had to adjust to a new normal very rapidly mm-hmm. versus over time. Yep. And that's where we're struggling. Yep. That's where we're struggling because it was a quick turnaround versus an over a period of time. So I think that, you know, with this, this little clip that we heard from Deion Sanders and that graphic that's been out and just all of the buzz and chat chit chat about education, I think that our mindsets have to shift. And listen, listen. I don't know how else to say this. I know there are higher ups. I know there are people who are calling the shots. I There's always been someone calling the shots. Always. There have always been higher ups. ups. And listen, 
I don't know that educators have ever once agreed with the higher ups. I don't there's know that always, educators always have been ever something. once. There's always been something felt supported. I don't know that educators. Right. I mean, like to that degree. I don't know that educate educators. First of all, have never been paid what they should. Right. Educators have never had the time that they should have. I don't ever know a time or a situation in history, and I don't know. Somebody, please correct me if I'm wrong. Like y'all know, y'all can DM. Some of y'all will DM mm-hmm, me regardless, mm-hmm. but y'all can DM. But are, is that what we're going to focus on? Mm. Is that what we're going to focus on? We never the have. Higher, because if we're focusing on what the higher-ups are saying and what they're doing and what they're saying should be done, we know that there's never going to be anything accomplished in education. And what are we going to do as teachers just quit? Is every teacher just going to quit and walk away? Mm-hmm. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Like, is it just a time, is it time for teachers just to quit and walk away from their profession? And then who's left the kids? There's just a lot of, of conversations about this. And I don't know all the I don't know all the answers. No. And I don't know all of the solutions, but I do know that when we're focusing on the things that we cannot control, that is a recipe for misery. Yep. It's a recipe for misery. And so while those higher-ups are probably making decisions that we don't like and are pushing things that we don't approve of. And and yes, we all wish they would flip their mindsets and say, you know what, let's just move kids right now. And and we wish they would celebrate teachers and honor teachers and value teachers. But are we ever going to be able to control that? No. And I'm not saying not to voice your opinion. And I'm not saying not to, to advocate for yourself. But if that's what you become so consumed with and so focused on and you don't see the results that you want to see from that, you're going to be miserable. And that's not, yeah. And that's what Deion Sanders was talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's not the mentality that that makes someone great or makes an opportunity great. Another component that I really liked, it it was at the very end. And he said, I don't know about you, but every time I stepped on that field, I I practiced to be great. Yeah. I mean, no matter what. And that was his purpose. He was going to give the best that he had every day in the details. And we, we often get at, like, it, it was the expectation. What are your expectations for yourself and for your kids? And we, we get asked all the time. Just what is about, your measure of greatness? Right. And we, it's, it's in the details. It's in the, uh, for example, like um, th- there's a little call and response that, that we do. And this is from our acronym MAGIC, just making eye contact, whoever's in the classroom, showing respect to the speaker. And so to remind the kids, we'll, we, we'll call on a, on a child, maybe it's Chase, and we'll say, ask Chase a question and I, the teacher will say, Chase has the floor. Everybody in the classroom will clap twice. Clap with me, Hope. Boom, boom. And you'll say, ooh, watch them, right? We'll get, we get the, we get the question. See, Hope's saying, hurry up. She I'm just, saying, hurry up. she like, just talked for point? 15 minutes straight what's the about point? <laughs> stuff. But anyway, the, the, the point, the point here is, and this is the, and this, and you're looking at me. Because he would have told you 12 more call and responses probably before would have. ever got to the point. But the point of this is exactly what we were talking about with the expectation. And the question that we get a lot of the time is, why do you do call and responses? Why do you do cheers and chants? Well, it's the expectations that you have with those things. It's the attention to detail. If you expect the kids to clap together, you're going to make sure that it's expected every single time. That's practice for them to understand what's coming next. And if you water that down, just like what you talk about, if you're having a hard day, yeah. And you just push on by, what kind of expectation does that set for your kids? And so it's not only with academics, it's providing opportunities for allowing the students to have, hey, we're going to come in here. And the reason why we do this is, number one, to be together as a group and to collectively support each other. But then also 
make sure that we give everything as silly as it is, even, even if we're clapping our hands, as silly as it is, we're going to give it our best effort because that's the expectation no matter what. Well, you know, I think too is, you know, he didn't say every day I show up to practice to make my team great or I show up to practice right. to fulfill every goal and make, or to fulfill every role and make every role great. Mm-hmm. He said, I show up to be great for me. That's right. And I mm-hmm. think that that's one thing that we need to keep in mind when you're talking about, you know, the call and responses or whatever it is you choose to implement in your classroom. Number one, the way that you become great is by focusing on specific things and not everything. And so what are mm-hmm. going to be your sustainable goals that mm-hmm. by saying, if I do this, mm-hmm. that's me being great. Mm-hmm. For example, the working out, I'm going to go back to a life lesson for me. For me, it's no longer about trying to be a certain size or a certain weight because, again, that just leads me to misery. For me, being great is saying, I'm going to work out at least 25 minutes every day. That is something I can do regardless of what weight, size I am, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, that is me being great. Mm-hmm. But notice I said 25 minutes a day, mm-hmm. not even 30, not even an hour. What goals can I set for myself that when I say that I make up my mind, if I do this, that is me practicing to be great. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can accomplish those things every day. Right. Because that's what's going to build into my confidence. And so, again, what are you putting in place for your students every day that they can achieve, they can accomplish, they can check off that list to show that they're being great? What are those expectations that allow them to be great? But as a teacher... What are, what are the expectations that you're setting for yourself to allow yourself to be great and recognizing that you don't have to fulfill every role in that school. It is not your job to go into school and make every educator great. It is not your job to make every administrator great. He didn't say, I will be great if my coaches allow me to. He said, I will practice or I practice to be great mm-hmm. because he gets to choose that for himself. And so I think that that's another thing we have. I'm not going to be great because administration allows me to be great. I'm going to choose to practice to be great. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to do within my wheelhouse Uh what I have control of, and that's what I'm going to focus on. Again, if we're trying to focus on politics, how great are we going to allow ourselves to be because there's only so much we can control? If we're going to focus on the higher-ups, how great are we going to be because there's only so much of that within our control? Most of the time when when we make those type of excuses or we, we blame it on those things is because we're scared. We're And that's an easy out. That's an easy out to say, oh, I'm just going to slack off because I can't control this. And I think we all get in that rut at some point. I've been there before and it's, it's easier. It's definitely easier. But at the end of the day, what are you going to choose? Are yeah. you going to choose to do your best or just practice for the next period? Yeah. So anyways, Again, just thinking about in this time, in this present moment of time, are you practicing to practice or are you practicing to be great, right? And what does that look like showing up every single day to the Mm -hmm. classroom? I know that we have probably talked about a lot of controversial topics and a lot of controversial opinions and a lot of big opinions. And I just want to put out there too, that it's okay if you disagree. I mean, I don't think that we ever should follow anyone just because we agree with everything they do. As a matter of fact, I try to follow people that I disagree with because that's often who I learn the most from because they challenge me to think in different ways and have different perspectives. And I think that's so important, right, in the classroom too and in the educational community is I don't have to agree with the way that someone teaches or the way they think or the way that they set up their classroom to have respect and to be able to learn from them. And so um, I think this episode, we, we put out some controversial things and we talked about some things that people may not feel that specific way about, and that is perfectly fine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Wade and I love to have conversations with people. And so you can feel oh, free yeah. to sure do. have a conversation, you know, with us. But also we want for this podcast to be, yes, a place where you feel supportive, uplifted, but also a place that challenge, challenges your thinking. And sometimes in our hardest moments, it's difficult for us to want to be challenged. And so um, that's why we want to have, you know, a good balance of the supporting, the uplifting, but also these moments that that's challenging because right. that clip from Deion Sanders challenged us and challenged our thinking and challenged our perspectives in our role that we play as educators and our role that we play with all the different hats that we wear. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that didn't challenge you as an educator, but maybe it challenged you in a different facet of your life. And so that's important that's too. Right. That was a great, that was a great chat. You like that? You like that? That was a great it, it, it was a little rough for me talking today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because we've finally gotten our house. You've been working me to the bone with this new house, and I'm just so tired. Oh, yes. We're just, just wore me uh-huh, out. Totally. Well, you guys, we hope that you guys have an amazing week. Yes. Um, we have a lot of great things coming up with Get Your Teach On, so we would love for you to tap mm. in with our community on online. We're on Facebook, and we're also on Instagram at Get Your Teach On. We have several in-person conferences coming up, coming up in Vegas and in Charlotte, and then we have this summer's nationals in Orlando. Heck so we'd yeah. love for you to tap in and potentially join us at one of those conferences. But we hope that you all have an amazing week. Remember, don't just practice to practice. Practice to be great because you are already that. We'll see you guys next week. The Get Your Teach On podcast is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. And edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Chase Mayo.